Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Chels, the Chelsea podcast. It's me again, Andy Saunders. Uh, the reason I'm here is Kerry uh, is still lost in the Sahara Desert. Kerry's on this kind of um, adventure across the Atlas Mountains and down into the Sahara Desert. We haven't heard hide in a hair of him uh, since. Uh, Philip Daniels is uh, still frantically learning lines for his new play, which is called A Very, Very, Very Dark Place. Um, which is on at the Bridge Theatre, so get tickets for that. Sounds like some of our away trips. <laughs> I know, I made that joke last week. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gary Hayes is uh, currently supporting both Manchester clubs this week. He was uh, he was supporting Newcastle last week, um, but he's up in Manchester for some reason. So it's just me, but I'm joined by um, two titans of the podcast, uh, good friends, uh, one who hasn't been here for a while, one who's been here fairly recently, uh, Dan Levine. Uh, you haven't been here for a while? No, more, more Titanic than Titanic. How are you? Um, I'm okay, thanks. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about your sort of epic journeys following Chelsea in recent months uh, in a minute. And uh, opposite me, I've got Robert Ray, uh, fresh from the BBC. Hello. Um, how have you been in fairly recently? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago? Like yeah. yeah, brilliant. Um, so we've got quite a lot to cover. We've got two Liverpool games to cover. We've got a preview, a, a European game, and then we've got uh, a Premier League game at the weekend. And we also need to not forget to talk about Frank Lampard's return to the bridge um, coming up, which is going to be a corker. So... Let's um, let's get straight into it and talk about the uh, the Carabao Cup. It's the like Carabao Cup. It, it almost feels like an anticlimax when you say. Have that, you noticed it? that the Carab- Carabao are now actually calling it effectively the Caribou Cup because their mascot is now a caribou? It's a caribou. Last year we were joking about it and saying they should they should carry the cup in to Wembley on on the horns of a of a. Of a Canadian deer or whatever a caribou actually is right and they're now calling it they're actually effectively they've given in they've is, called it the caribou cup does, does carabao mean caribou I don't know I actually don't know I don't think so I think carabao is some just a just, just, just a, a the company's name. name and the I caribou is something separate I understand carabao is Thai for <laughs> Right. Which is the flavour. Leaves yeah. a nasty yes, aftertaste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so the Carabao Cup, the, formerly the League Cup, the Littlewoods Cup, the, uh, the Coca-Cola Cup, the Milk Cup, the, Milk Cup, the Rumbelows Cup, now the Carabao Cup, um, played last Wednesday um, against Liverpool at Anfield. Um, and it ended up being quite a game in the end. 
You went up to it, presumably. I did, yeah. Yeah, I didn't go in there. Did you go, Robert? Uh, no, I watched it on right. television. And I was quite impressed with the amount of people that did go, because there was a lot of talk that people had bought the tickets for the loyalty points that wouldn't actually go, but it looked pretty full. From I, I thought it was absolutely it? magnificent. Yeah. A game, the other side of the country, on a Wednesday night or whatever it was, that was announced <clears throat> about a week, maybe 10 days before the game itself. There was all sorts of shenanigans about getting tickets, and there were four, five thousand there. Amazing. Remarkable. It was an amazing turnout. I mean, on the telly, all you could hear were Chelsea songs, yeah. apart from, I think, one chorus of history, and that was it. Why uh, Why was it announced so late? I know you were going spare on Twitter about it. Yeah, Instead of trains and all yeah, that kind of stuff. There were all sorts of faffing about, about allocations and about tickets, and you know, Chelsea do this funny thing where they have to actually take delivery of the physical tickets, which I never understand in 2018. No. And then Euston was closed or something in the morning or something there, like that? There was a disaster on the trains on the way up, so half the Liverpool fans couldn't get there. Oh <laughs> and you had, and, and didn't you have the Labour Party conference coming back down the other way as I well? Saw, I saw Alistair Darling in the centre of town. Right. As you do. Not, not, not by any design, but, you know, he just happened to be there. But yes, yeah. Um, and you had previously been to Greece for the Pout game gone to Newport just for good measure and then and then come and come back to the bridge presumably after that and gone to where else uh, West Ham in between so I did four away games in seven days Amazing. which felt like and some you, miles are you still loving it or is it a bit of a chore no or? I am loving it actually it's alright it's quite fun right um, Partic- particularly when the sun's shining there's mythos in your glass and there's spanakopter on the plate in front of you I like an away game I went was to that West- Liverpool then <laughs> Newport I went- I went to uh, I went to West Ham. Uh, we talked about it last week, and I'm going to go to Southampton on Sunday. Do you get to any away games, Robert? Uh, very, very few these days. Right, very few. Just family. And I'd like to do another European and... one. I haven't done a European one since um, God. The last European away was the Europa League final. Oh right, okay. So that's five years. That was fun. Um, and last time I did the European game, I saw you in Baku. That was a great trip. Yeah, it was a good trip. We're going Um, back to Baku. Back to Baku, Baku. I know. Let's hope we do. Um, Right, so uh, let's have a look at the team that that we set out for uh, the Carabao Cup game last Wednesday. Uh, Willie Caballero in goal, uh, a back four of Azpilicueta, Christensen, Rudiger and Emerson for his, I believe, first start of the season. Um, Barkley, Fabregas and Kovacic in midfield with Moses and William flanking Morata up front. And what did you think when you saw that team? Did you think that would do a job? I thought it was the team I expected to see, pretty much. I mean, apart from, you know, maybe Loftus-Cheek playing, it's it's going to be our Carabao Cup team. What about Um, Hudson-Odoi, though? Because he was on the bench but didn't figure in the game. I think he might have figured had um, there was a uh, Christensen went off injured, didn't he? Mm. And I think if if Louise hadn't had to come on, then he might have come on for the last sort of ten minutes or so. The the big surprise for me was the lack of Ampadu, um, right. and, and yeah. I was expecting to see him somewhere in the. He squad. wasn't on the bench either, was he? No, he wasn't, and um, I'm told he wasn't injured. It was just a decision by the manager. What do you think the thinking behind that was? Um, that he he wasn't the right man as far as he was concerned for that match. Maybe it was a little bit. of lack of experience perhaps in a big game I don't know um, I, I, I shouldn't think that people need to lose too much sleep over it he's only very very young he's got yeah. a long long way to go and really. he signed the new contract he has yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting thing for me at the start of the game was how influential Fabregas was the kind of almost the forgotten man really he was, he's been a key part of our team for the last couple of years and you know this season you thought well he's never going to get much of a, a look in with you know, Jorginho and Kante and Kovacic, but I thought he was fabulous. The he first had 20 a minutes. lot of space to play in the first half. Um, He's deadly when he does. Isn't I think he? when they realised that and started closing him down, he got less influential throughout the game. Mm. Um, Certainly, second half. As is, well, yeah, as is, as is his want, really. Mm. I mean, that, that's my problem I have with him is that once he starts getting closed down, 
um, the, 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 the passes stopped flowing and um, he doesn't provide anymore. But he was good, yeah, for the first half, first half an hour, first half, I thought he was um, best player on the pitch. Mm. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a, a cracking game of football as a result because we had so much freedom to start with. Um, and all round, wonderful stuff in the end, of course. Absolutely. We, um, we had Morata up front. Now, you know, we, we could go straight to what do we do with a problem like Morata? You know, it's very frustrating what's happening with him at the moment. What did you think? I mean, he had a couple of opportunities he, in that game. I mean, he didn't, he didn't look terrible. I just, you know, it just isn't he looked working. Okay. He looked okay. I mean, yeah. he, he, the two chances he, um, he missed, neither of them were, were cut and dried. Mm. Um, he did as well as he could have done from the one where he went off to the to the left and then tried to push it back over. I mean, that was... Um, I don't think anybody could have done any more. But the simple truth is he's not putting the ball in the back of the net and that's what you want your centre-forward to do. And, well, to be quite honest, we haven't got any... Uh, he's centre-forward at all is putting the ball in the back of the net and it is, it is slightly worrying. But I was worried about that in the summer. Yeah. I remember doing a, one of the podca- early season podcasts and saying that was that was, I thought, the problem with our transfer dealing over the summer was that was that was what we needed to address and we didn't I mean you know it, it would be very easy to just you know write Morata off my problem with it he just doesn't look like he's enjoying playing football he just doesn't look like he's enjoying it it's like it looks like it's a massive chore to be on the on the pitch and you know and he's scared of making mistakes and just doesn't look like a confident elite footballer there, there was a point last season where Bakayoko obviously very very sadly lost it yeah um and he got trapped into this downward spiral of poor performances and poor confidence mm. and i'm not Marata's sure Marata's not quite there yet, there yet I, was say. I was just about to say he, he's in danger not very far down the line of falling into that if he's not careful he's think, still showing he's still showing occasionally he's still showing the skill that we know he's got i think I think the most worrying thing for me is, you know, he's got decent feet. We know he's got decent feet. We know he has an issue with kind of going down a little bit too easily. But, you know, last season, the season before, you could always rely on him being almost deadly in the air. And that that seems to have gone a little bit. He's had a couple of moments where he's had an opportunity to, you know, to dominate in the air. And he's getting up, but he just doesn't seem to have the confidence to to do it. I don't know whether this is just, just you know, the, a, a physical fear of failure I don't know it just it just feels wrong but you know I've been talking to to people on 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 you know social media about this and and actually this evening having a conversation about Mishi about Mishi Batshuayi now I don't think he's the answer either and I think we as Chelsea fans tend to go oh but he he, he's been out of sight and out of mind for a while then if we bring him back he'll be the savior but I don't think he is Giroud clearly isn't Giroud I think is great holding the ball up and bringing other players into play and there's a lot to like about Giroud, but there's no goals there, really. Well, it's certainly not 20 a season. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Can I say somebody else who isn't the answer that a lot of people often mention? Tammy? Is Tammy Abraham. <laughs> it's really I'm not afraid either. he's not, no. Um, and he's, he's going to be a, a cracking player for someone, but he's, he's not the answer I well. think he'll be a cracking player for someone in the championship, I, yes. I think, is yeah, what, I think or, so. one of the, or one of the lower, you know, sort of Premier League teams. I don't we, think he's an elite player. We need a centre forward who's either, either scoring or is moving the defence around so much there's opportunities for everybody else. Morata isn't doing that at the moment. Giroud isn't doing that to a great extent. Started off doing it well, you know. He, he holds the ball well. He, he moves it around, but there's, 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 he's not creating gaps in the defence in the way that, say, Acosta or a Drogba. I mean, we'll come on do. and talk about the league game on Sunday. I mean, he did nothing in that game. I mean, literally nothing in that game, really at all. You know, and and you know, and it's a worry. I mean, my other problem is, and, I, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks now. Where, where are the goals apart from Hazard? I mean, you're not going to get them off of Kovacic. You're not going to get them from Jorginho. I mean, you can play Kanté up front as much as you want. You're not going to get 15 goals a season off of him. You're probably not going to get them off of Barkley. He doesn't look like he's going to. 
you know, a cow's ass with a banjo at the moment. You get quite um, a few of Pedro. You know, Pedro Pedro's injured, you know, yeah. but you know, that that's my point. You know, Pedro yeah. will score. William will get you a few. Yeah. Um but you know, we all know that he has, you know, some final product issues. Um, you know, it, and, and Hazard, you know, unless Hazard gets 40 this season, we are, you know, we're going to struggle. I genuinely think we are going to struggle for But goals. this shouldn't come as a surprise to us. I mean, we, we knew what the team was like. We knew that we had sort of quality in midfield. We knew we had problems up front and we still didn't address it. Mm. So, well, I mean, so, so, I mean, if we could go out, I mean, January is going to be a nightmare. For no, you can't, buy, you can't buy a striker in January. Then the, the good ones are never for sale. And also, you need a player that's going to be able to acclimatise. That's what pre-season's for. You know, you can't just chat, chuck somebody else's striker yeah. in in January. If you, if you remember back to, to Fernando Torres, you know, it's, it's just not the way to start a striker off. This no. all goes back to, you know, the transfer window. We had a, a, a shortened transfer window anyway because of the World Cup. We wasted so much of our time sort of poncing about with getting rid of Conte and then bringing in Sarri and that took up so by the time Sarri was appointed there was so little time left to sort of to, to, to get his targets in um, that you know it was yet another opportunity and I think it's about the third or fourth or fifth transfer window where we haven't addressed what is a major problem in the team um, but we we, we I don't know. Not, it's, it's not just... like we're not creating chances. I mean, we had seven shots on target. Yeah. Liverpool had um, seven shots on target. I mean, there was a striker on the pitch that we let go in terms of Daniel Sturridge, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who uh, you know, missed an absolutely hilarious sitter and then went and scored a worldie, you know, in the, you know, in the, um, uh, in the, uh, I'm trying to think when it was the 58th minute, um, you know, and it looked at that point whether he would come home and haunt us. Um, he also hit the bar, didn't he? Late on, in a I, kind I of almost like I mean, a preamble yeah. of what was going to happen a few days later. Um, and you know, and so you know, we haven't had a great record of keeping strikers that may go and do decent things. I'm on not, the other I'm hand, the last, so. the last time he played against us, it was uh, was what, four minutes against West Brom, so yeah. or, or for, for West Brom. So I'm not, I'm know. not saying that Daniel Sturridge is the answer. I'm certainly not saying that Lukaku is the answer. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is an issue, but it is interesting when former players like Sturridge come on and you know and perform against us. You know, we should probably talk about that goal, shouldn't we? Um, oh my word! You know, which was oh my word. As, as the as the game is drifting, you know, towards a sort of sadly inevitable, you know, sort of finish. Eden Hazard comes on as a substitute. You know, immediately after, um, uh, or just before, I should say, Sturridge's goal um, looks lively, but doesn't look like he's going to do a huge amount, and then. And then just turns it on. It was quite astonishing, wasn't it? He's magical, isn't he? Yeah. And and can you think of anybody else, certainly in the Premier League, who can do that? You know, just at will. It, it's remarkable. He's, he has magic powers. And a word, by the way, for the away end, which casting my eyes to the left after that goal went in, all I could see was limbs <laughs> flailing in the air. All sorts of limbs. Well, if you'd looked in my, in my sitting room, you would have seen limbs as I well. literally <laughs> fell off my chair. It was one of those goals. My favourite comment afterwards was somebody saying, is if you want to see that goal again, it'll be posted up on YouPorn later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I woke. I think I woke not only my wife, I had gone to bed early, my neighbours, their baby, um, you know, fr- made, frightened the dog. made my wife watch it the next day. Yeah. You have to see this goal. It was, it was astonishing. And I think that, you know, we, I think all of us have been frustrated at Eden Hazard in the past. That, you know, we know he can do this. We know he's capable of supernatural brilliance. We, it frustrates us that, you know, occasionally he just doesn't do it on a consistent basis. But boy, has he started this season well. So is he, is it, do we think it's shaping up to be his best season ever? Because I, I, I have a suspicion it may be. 
he uh, seems to be turning it on game after game after game. You know, we're, we're seven or eight games in. I mean, it's difficult to tell, you know, in a 38-game league season with all the other games in it. But, you know, you're right. I mean, if he can continue playing like this, I think, you know, the problem is he's seriously not going to be with us next season. But it's uh, it, it will be an amazing season to watch if he does. I think he might be, because I've just been reading an article about Real Madrid's finances and they right. haven't got any money. Never they stop, think they've never got stopped money. them in the past. No, but this re- they really, really haven't got any money now. That's why they sold Ronaldo. Mm. Um, they had to get him off the books. Mm. Um, so uh, the, the article was quite um, clear about it. They said they have not got the money for a hundred plus, hundred million plus bid. The whole, the whole thing has been framed basically for him to have a fantas- fantastic season. Of course, he wasn't happy with Conte. Um, he wasn't the only one, of course, but he was probably less happy than most. The probably, probably happier than William. Maybe. So yes, what yeah. is Sarri maybe doing Luis. for him that Conte <laughs> didn't do? Is he, is he letting him, giving him more freedom? Is he playing him further up the pitch? Yes, yeah. He's, he's, and he keeps on saying, you know, a player like that, why would you have him doing his work further back mm. on the pitch? And yeah. that's why Jorginho... I, only, I only want to see him in the final third. Yes, kind of all of that. Yeah. And of course, he, he was almost certainly a big, big part of the, uh, the recruitment of Sarri. If, you know, it's, it's impossible to consider that they, they went in for Sarri without first saying, Eden, is this okay at the very least? Um, and Sarri thinks he can score 40 goals this season. And he said, Sarri's probably right, to be fair, if he can keep, the, you know, keep it going. You know. And, and he said at the weekend, I think he's trying to do it. It looks like he's... I mean, if Morata looks like he's hating football, Hazard looks like he's loving yeah. it. At the moment, he, it looks like every single shot he takes is going to hit the target. It might not get a goal, but it's going to hit the target. And that's, you know, that's, that's step one. I, I said in a kind of bout of frustration fairly recently, I'd, I'd kind of like him to, to drop the kind of prankster larking about, you know, sort of slightly giggly post-match interviews. You know, I, I mean, I like that about him, but come on, I want Eden Hazard, you know, the, the, the killer. And actually there was a moment on Sunday when he was walking off the pitch, you know, he just, he just looked like a killer. He just had that, I'm going to mess you up look in his eyes. And it, that's what I want to see when he's on the pitch. I don't, want, I don't want nice Eden Hazard on the pitch. I want stone-cold killer on the pitch. I'm afraid, it's made, maybe he's going to disappoint you, but I don't think there is a stone-cold killer Eden Hazard. I think he is just think a he is nice, yeah, chilled, <laughs> joking sort of guy. Which is and one I, reason why he's maybe stayed with us for the last six years. Yeah, yeah. and I think to, to back up what Rob says, I think also he's a guy who likes... He loves it when he's playing good football. He loves the situation he's comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. And if that all carries on well this season, there's a good chance he'll fancy it next. Well, I hope so. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to take the fact that he's a nice guy out of him at all. You know, I mean, he, he's great. I just, I just think that now he's got, his chest is slightly more puffed up. He's got an arrogance about him. He's got a, I can destroy you kind of view. That's what I wanted from him. When he picks the ball up and he runs at people. I mean, the fact that he's shooting this year. I mean, how frustrating was that last year that he would constantly pass? It's like now he's shooting. That goal on Sunday, which will come along and we'll talk about, you know, he'd never have done that last year. He would have squared that ball he would have cut it back he would have taken a couple more touches I wonder if he's thinking that now's his time because you've got to get the sense that maybe Ronaldo maybe Messi is slightly over the top top of their careers or maybe on the sort of the the way down is he the sort of the the new man is he is he going to be sort of challenging for that but um, Ballon d'Or rather than rather than them maybe that's pushing him a bit further I don't know if he looks at Salah and he looks at Modric and he looks at players that, you know, in the past have been, if not written off, certainly not seen as, you know, as, as world-beating players. And he's seen what they can do. There must be part of him that says, if Salah and Modric can do it, I bloody can. There must be. Or somebody must have said it to him because both of those 
players of, you know, although Salah's not started the season I'm looking brilliantly. forward to talking about Salah later <laughs> okay. on. Okay, and the fact that he got subbed. Um, I just want to say one thing. We, we've talked about that goal. We should also talk about that defending as well, because I don't think this was a, you know, it, it papered over an awful lot of cracks. You know, there was some awful, awful decision-making at the back. And I wonder if you have an opinion on whether that's the way Sarri wants to play out from the back and whether they're still learning how to do that. But there was some some awful play at the, in defence. I've, I've written quite a lot about this. Um, and I think that it's all well and good trying to play out from the back. It's all well and good trying to be Barcelona or whatever you like. Um, but sometimes you just have to put it into Rose Ed, particularly when you are a product that's in development and... I'd, I'd have loved to have seen that from Aspi, from Fabregas. Luis did it a bit. From Luis as well, you yeah. know. Just just slot it into the back of the stand. Yeah. I think our problem occasionally is that we um, we think we've always got to play it out from the back. So it's it works when, you, when, you can, when you've got a player to pass to, when you've got, when you've got free space, and you, you can see it as well. You can see when the, when the triangles work. You can see when, I don't know, um, Jorginho makes himself free and he's got space to take the ball. But there are times they're trying it on the wings when they've got no space at all and there's no one, there's no out to pass to, and that's when it, that's when it, um, that's when you've got to take a different route. You're right. Um, it worries me, and I can see why they do it. And I'm, the one thing that gets me is when they, when you can see the opposition come closer and closer to you and and, and come closer to your penalty area because you're sort of still playing about on the edge of the penalty Particularly area. Particularly Liverpool, that's what they do. Yeah, know? but I'm told I'm told that Sarri's uh, it's a deliberate tactic because you suck the opposition in and then you exploit the space behind them. Fine, do that once or twice a game. Don't do it every single time. Cause... I mean, even players like Fabregas were giving the ball away. And Fabregas, you can almost kind of guarantee, is going to you know, find an out ball. You know, and he was doing it. Christiansen, I thought, was particularly poor in terms of his... You know, but then he's very new to the system. He hasn't played an awful lot. You know, I'm slightly concerned about Christiansen, but he is young. And you know, he's maybe give him a little bit more time. He does look like he's got a couple of mistakes a game in him. Um, you know, even Aspi, who, who we know is, you know, is your, your absolute banker, was making some terrible decisions. So you know, I wonder if we put this at the door of Sarri and just say, as, as you do maybe there has to be an instruction if don't don't make yourself vulnerable particularly late in the game and that last 10 minutes was unbearable Mm. you know well, we gave away the free kick when Louise gave away the free kick it was like what are you doing of course it came to bite us again a few days later didn't it, it when, did. when Barkley did something similar but yeah. um yeah I, I agree there just needs to be a hoof it boys yeah. you, do, you, well, you just need to have a bit more intelligence about when you do it and when you don't and I think Sarri will provide that because I don't I, I mean he's not a stupid man he knows he knows what he's doing and you've just got to inculcate it into the players that this is not always the tactic to use. Let's, um, who would have thought? Who would have thought we'd be saved by Caballero? I know. Hmm. I know. I'm marvelled. I mean, that, that's that's a, a you know sort of a resurrection um, in reputation, really, in one game. I thought absolutely. Let's um, let's take a break and then for an advert, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the the part two of the uh, the Liverpool saga. The Chelsea is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale. The Chelsea Beer of the Month. The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And welcome back. And I should say as well that we are also sponsored by uh, Watney's and Pale Ale. And I, I don't actually drink, but you guys do. Hey, do you want to give a verdict on the Pale Ale? You're supping away there? I, it's not my usual um, drink. It's quite nice. Um, <clears throat> when I opened it, um, it fizzed up and half of it went in my coffee as well. I haven't tried the coffee and Pale Ale mix, but I might try that later on. You're, you're a man who likes his beer. I personally describe this as an easy-drinking pale ale, golden in colour with citrus aroma, light sweetness and a hoppy dry finish. Can I just say as well, because obviously this isn't in vision, it, it looks like an apple juice. 
It's a green it's, can, um, isn't it's it? It's a green can, of the pale green can, and it yeah. looks nothing. It looks I exactly think it's like quite an classy. Apple juice. I quite like the minimalism of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a, a decent verdict on uh, Watney's and, uh, and and their pale ale. Go out and grab some in all good beer places. Um, right. Uh, let's talk about um, the Premier League game against Liverpool on uh, Sunday. Late. Uh, sorry, Saturday. Uh, late kickoff. The five thirty kickoff. And let's start maybe with goalkeepers because um, we talked about Caballero before the break, um, and we made seven changes for this game. Uh, into goal came. Kepper, Aretha Balaga, and uh, a back four of Azpilicueta, Luis, Rudiger and Alonso. Uh, our, what you would probably consider our normal three of Kante, Jorginho and Kovacic, William and Hazard and Giroud up front. But let's start with the goalkeeper because we talked about playing out from the back. Kepper looks like he's more suited to the playing out the back. I've been very impressed with his distribution. It, it seems a lot better than we've had certainly in recent memory. Um, and he seems able to kind of like make that make that tick from out, out from the back. Yeah, I, d- I don't think before this week I could have honestly told you whether he was a good keeper or not. <laughs> I still other, can't, to be honest. Other than by his reputation. Um, but I think we saw a fair bit in that Liverpool game that, that was impressive. Uh, I know people have maybe got words. There's a difference of opinion on the goal. Oh, it's, it's a worldie. There's no way that's, that's my it. That's my belief. Um, I mean, did they not watch Henderson against Courtois at the bridge? I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, no, it was a worldie. And, you know, I've watched it three or four times. I was on the side. It flew up. There's no way he could have saved that. I mean, it was just a, just an astonishing goal. No, you, Sometimes you, you, you just can't got to hold judge him on that. I, I, I'm reserving judgment on him because I haven't seen him do anything out of the ordinary yet. Oh, he's made a couple of brilliant saves. That, I don't know. I haven't seen... I, I've not seen him make any... You know, egregious mistakes, but I haven't seen him. But maybe judge him on that. Uh, I ha- well, yeah, that, and that's good. I mean, but whether that's worth how much was it, seventy-seven million or seventy-one million? Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> haven't seen him. I haven't seen him be Courtois yet. But then he's only played what you know, six, seven games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's 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 far too early to judge. I, yeah, I it is. It is. It but is. his distribution, I think you're right. The distribution was uh, was was better, and I think is it because. He's a younger goalkeeper. Are all younger goalkeepers now sort of instructed in you know how to play out from the back? They seem um, to be trained to be ballers, don't they? Hmm. Yeah. But seventy-seven million at Sunderland prices—that's eleven Papi, Papi Gillibodges. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who was uh, terminated his contract by mutual consent? He's been, he's been terminated. Yeah. 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 Sadly. I still think if you fill the goal, we made money 11, on Pappy, didn't we? Pappies. We did. We made about five million quid on him. <laughs> but if you if you fill the goal with eleven Pappies stacked end to end, it's hard to score against. Well, we're, look, we're all Pappy a little bit, aren't we? I think I think you've made a very good point about it. It's too early to judge. Who who knows? I mean, the fact that we are you know what is it seven games in five five wins two draws. You know he's unbeaten in yeah. I mean I think you know let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It the seems, best thing it seems to be him. going well. The best thing about it is he's not Caballero and he's not um, Rob Green. That's 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 his um, overriding quality at the moment. Yeah, Rob Green. Mm. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten about Rob no. Green because obviously Bulker was on the pitch on on the on the bench for the uh, Carabao Cup game. Wasn't I, like, I like Bulker. I think he's yeah. going to be a very very good keeper. He's still very young. You, have you seen a lot of him? Uh, seen a bit of him. He's he's not even uh, sort of a bit in nineteen years old yet. Right. He's nineteen later this week. Well, is he Polish? Is he? He is Polish. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think he's quite impressive. And he's enormous. He's about six foot six, six foot seven or something. A bit like, like you. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we share a birthday. Do you? We do, yeah. I won't, say how, I won't say how many years older than him I am. When's your birthday? But you're not 19. Though. I'm not 19 anymore. 
Is like, it? like like Martin Bolker, it's later this week. Is it? Yeah. It was my birthday last week. Oh, there happy birthday to the pair. Oh, bless you. Libra's, Libra's both of us. Um, so we are currently third in the league, unbeaten with five wins and two draws. 17 points out of a possible 21. Two points behind City and Liverpool. Two points clear of Tottenham and Arsenal in fourth and fifth. Already seven points clear of Man United. Um, I mean, it, it's a good start. I mean, it's you can't argue start. with the It's with an the absolutely start. cracking start. And it's, we couldn't have asked for better. And I think this, this game in particular was the one that I was most worried about. This, this is where we lose. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, we, we lose the unbeaten record. We get measured up against the side who are going to be near the top of the table and we're going to come unstuck. That was what I thought before, before the game. In fact, no, I don't think we did. I mean, I don't think we were the better side, but I thought a draw was, was reasonably fair and I thought for a half an hour we bossed the game. Um, so I, I, I think it's... Been much more impressive than I than, than I expected. I liked our start. I've liked our starts this year. I mean, we seem to be getting on the front foot a lot earlier than we did last year and trying to dictate the tempo of the game. And you know, that, that I think maybe was a criticism in the West Ham game is the tempo wasn't there. But you know, maybe put that down to the European, you know, sort of jet lag. But you know, it, it feels like Sarri is saying, let's get out there, let's mm-hmm. impose ourselves on the game, let's impose our personality on the game and see what happens. Well, and especially on Wednesday. I mean, at Anfield, we took we you know for the first fifteen minutes it was one team in, in it. That Absolutely, and especially. It's Liverpool who, you know, play supposed heavy metal football. They want to come and shock and awe teams, you know, early doors. Um, we just didn't allow them to do it. It was impressive, wasn't it, Dan? Yeah, I thought it was. Um, and uh, also, having having had a few words about the defence in the previous game, just two words for, for David Luiz and Antonio Rudiger for off-the-line clearances. Oof. Not a sight of Ashley Cole on that pitch, mm-hmm. but two two clearances that, that deserved his name on them. Yeah, Definitely. Rudy's miracle clearance was uh, was just wonderful. Just wonderful. Is this a moment to talk about Salah for you? Oh, I can talk about Salah. Yeah. This, I mean, I was I, before the game. I was saying, well, I was worried about Salah. I was, I was, I was sitting next to a Liverpool fan, and he said, uh, when "Why I see, were you sitting next to a Liverpool fan?" I wasn't at the game. I was watching. Oh, I see. Right. Um, okay. you know, and and um, he said, oh, he's, he's, he's not. He's not right this season. Something's something's wrong. He's, he's he's got plenty of pace going forward and plenty of skill, but the, the finished product is, isn't there. And I thought, my God, they've got the Salah back that, that, that we had. Um, I mean, we all remember the, the, the shot that didn't even make the corner flag. Yeah. Um, and that was Salah. And watching him again um, on, um, on Saturday, and the, the, the first shot he took, which skewed about 10 yards over the crossbar, that's what I remember Salah doing for mm. us. You know, not, being, not having any control about where his shots were going. Um, and then when he, when he went... Round Kepper, I thought, well, this is, this is going to be the goal. But again, there was the heavy touch. He didn't, you know, he, he pushed it far too far, so he was by the goal line by the time he was by the time he was trying to knock it in, which allowed Rudiger to clear it. And I mean, it was it was obvious that you know he was he was he was he wasn't firing at all, and they had to they had to take him off. Mm. And I had the, the Liverpool fan next to me was was asking for him to be substituted from about sort of twenty minutes in. Interesting, isn't you, it? You see, I, I disagree with that because I, I agree totally that he wasn't firing at all and he didn't look like he was at the races. But when it then came to Shakiri in front of goal, if Salah's there, it's in, isn't it, really? It's definitely in. Shakiri, I wouldn't have put Shakiri on. I would have put Sturridge on myself. Well, well, okay, yeah. And Shakiri had a very you know, good game, I thought, in the Carabao Cup. I mean, I thought he played quite well in that. And but he's not, he's not what you want as the, as the central striker sticking it in answer. from five yards, is no, he? His legs answer. aren't long enough for a start. 
I mean, if you think about the, you know, the Sturridge miss, if you think about the Salah miss, I mean, we've got away with a few. We, we did. I mean, the, the luck is kind of with, you know, if you think about the Yarmolenko miss against West Ham, I mean, we've, mm. we've, got, we've got away with a few already. I mean, mm. in some ways, the planets are aligning a little bit. I don't want to read too much into that because I think it's a load of old nonsense. But, you know, but there is an element of, you know, people afterwards going, oh, I was really disappointed. How could we have chucked it away and all this kind of stuff? For me, you know, when you've got two goal line clearances, you've got, you know, you've got... Um, you know, us missing a bunch of chances, them missing a bunch of chances. Oh, we rode our luck. I thought it was a reasonably fair result. I think so. And I we rode, we rode our luck, definitely. Yeah. On the other hand, if Hazard had hit the, um, hit the, the one on the one on one on Alisson, yeah. 2 0, and I think that's it. I, I think, think that was the game. game. I turned to my son at that point. I think we both turned to each other and said, that's the game. You know, there's the game right there. You know, if you'd have, if you'd have scored then, that would have really put them under pressure. Um, is there anybody else? What about, um, uh, you talk about the defence. I thought the defence were, were excellent. And you can really see what Alonso, I think, brings to the team when he's not in the team. It's really interesting when he comes back, what he gives you in terms. We've always known that he's not the best defender, but he's good enough, do you know what I mean, to, to, to get back and, and work intelligently. And if in we form. are going to play in their half, which we, you know, seems to be the, the, the idea... Well, what, what what better than a than a left back who basically sits in their half, you know, for the entire game? Um, I think he's I think he's providing outlets and attack which um, we need. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was apparently the only game of the season so far where we haven't completely dominated possession. Um, and given that we did to start with, that says an awful lot about how much we lost of it in the second half. The game against West Ham, the numbers on possession on our side were. Yeah. So, percentages so high you only ever, ever normally see them on the, the side of a bottle of Jamaican rum. Um, I think in both games we were around the 52-49% mark. It was fairly even, certainly 54% in the Carabao Cup. I haven't got the um, the, the marks for, for Liverpool, but it was about that again, yeah. wasn't it? But Liverpool play a possession game as well, so it's it's not surprising really that, that you know that their, their figures are going to be high as well. Um, I was quite surprised to read that Chelsea have only won two of their past nine home Premier League games against Liverpool. One, two, drawn, three, lost four. I thought we had a really good record against them in my head. Um, but they've always posed a bit of a problem. The uh, last few years they've posed a problem. And they, yeah. they, they, Conte's first season they beat us 2-1, yeah. 3-1? can't remember. And then I think they beat us last season as well, mm. didn't they? Um, they're one of those sides where you think you know you, you, you're actually doing well against them it's like it's like Palace who've got this ridiculous record against us and you think oh yeah well Palace that'll be an easy game and it never is never is uh, and I think it's the same for Liverpool at home but then I think we've got a decent record at Anfield as well so yeah. it, it, I guess it balances out anybody else you want to pick out from that uh, in terms of performance? I do actually I thought uh, Luis well we, we talked about Luis but I think what's important about Luis is the way he's um, the way he's fitted in um, the way that we've all talked about Jorginho and how the, the, he's the sort of fulcrum of the side and everything goes through. But there's Louise behind him and Louise is Louise is absolutely central to the way that um Sarri wants that defence to play. And that's why he's in the side. That's why he keeps getting picked. People might have gone about his defensive limitations. I don't think he's got that many. I think he's a pretty good defender. But the reason he's in the team is because he looks, you know, when he's got the ball, he looks up, he knows where everybody is around him. He can play the passing game. He can play it, play it try that again, play it short, play it long. Um, and that's that's important to Sarri. So I think he's very important to how we are performing as a team. That was very interesting, wasn't it? We talked about you know about how you draw teams onto you. There was one moment where I, I said to my son, "There's a lot of room behind Liverpool's defence if you can put one over the top." Sunday league style, and Louise pinged one out to William, and he had a, a sort of a one-on-one chance, didn't he? And it was like. Mm-hmm. 
it, he's capable of doing that, you know, in terms mm. of that, you know, that brilliant Hollywood ball across the pitch. Hasn't done it so much this year that he did last year. But, but that, that just backs up what we were saying earlier, yeah. that sometimes there is an opportunity there to, 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 to ping that long pass. It doesn't all have to be on the card. And he was booting it out of play. I mean, mm. he was rosetting it mm. a couple of times. You know, he was like, I don't care about Sarri ball. It's going, this is going rosette. I thought he was brilliant next to Rudiger. Rudiger was superb. I mean, what an understated he's professional getting, player he's he is. He's got better and better and better since he joined, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, what he does is so understated and so smooth that he kind of almost gets lost a little bit with the almost the, the showbiz element of what Louise does. But, Apparently, you know, Louise has been offered a year extension. Nice. Wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Wasn't that lovely that he turned up at the Chelsea fans' birthday party? Wasn't yes. it? Wasn't that a really nice thing? He, I think uh, one of the Chelsea fans had been to his, been invited to his fancy dress party, and then he went to her birthday party after. The, the I, I know Carol, and she's lovely, and yeah. um, they, they've just got a really good friendship. That's nice, um, isn't it? And, and his he, girlfriend came as well. Yeah, and yeah. and he's just that sort of guy. Yeah. Other player I liked on Sunday, I thought Kovacic had a yet another good game. Yeah, he's I'm been a more real and more impressed he's by him. Been, I say? Yeah, he's been a real find. I think. I mean, again, it goes back to that. You know, can he score goals? But you know, but I think he gives so much in midfield in terms of energy, work rate, intelligence, the ability to pick the ball up and run with it, the ability to close things down. He's just, for me, just a, just a brilliant player. Have you liked what you've seen of him so far? Yeah, completely. Um, he was actually central to that goal. Yeah. The Hazard goal. When he got taken off after 81 minutes and they brought Barkley on, I, I mean, I, I went, are you, are you sure about this? I mean, especially when you had... Fabregas on the bench, you had Zappacosta on the bench, you had Moses on the bench, you brought Barkley on, and it almost caused us problems, didn't it? Well, you could well argue, it did cause us problems. Argue, argue that it did, yeah, yeah, lost the ball and Sturridge scored a worldie. Uh, I'm, I'm going to speak for the defence because I, I think Barkley has shown, shown good stuff for us in the time he's played for us this season. Mm-hmm. I think he's a player who's still developing into the side, but I also think he's you know, a really, really good uh, midfield option, and there's a reason why he's keeping Ruben Loftus cheek out of that team at the moment because he's obviously bossing it in training, mm. and I think generally. Okay, he was somewhat unlucky and maybe he should have hoofed it when he had the opportunity. But I think generally he's been very good. I agree. I thought he was... I don't think he, I was, partic- he, was, I don't think he was particularly good at Anfield. Oh, I thought he was. I, not, I thought he was quite reasonable at Anfield. And I, don't, I, I, would have, I don't think it was a surprise for him to come on as a sub because I think he's been one of our better midfield players. Um, I thought his performance in the 10 minutes didn't live up to how he's done for the rest of the season, which was a shame. Mm. And it did cost us um, possession and it did ultimately cost us a goal but that's I don't think I don't think that should be you know on his on his debit side I thought oh credit side I don't know debit side that's right mm. um, I, th- I think I think he's I've been impressed with him this season in a way that I was certainly wasn't impressed in the couple of appearances he made last season fair enough I'm not I'm not down on him I just I just thought you know he, he, he seemed to unbalance it when he came on Moses came on up. can we just say on Barkley uh, all that time at Everton never ever on the winning side at Anfield Really? Until he came to Chelsea. Good start. Uh, Moses came on after 73 minutes as well. He doesn't. He, he fancies Moses as a, as a kind of orthodox winger, doesn't he? Really he likes him sort of running at people, which was you know the, the Conte masterstroke of playing him as a as a, as a wing back. As we a said it, we said at the start of the season, didn't we? Yeah. That the only way Moses was going to get in, in the in the team was as a was a, a right winger. Yeah. He likes him a long, long way from his own goal, doesn't he? <laughs> he knows something there. <laughs> and Morata came on for Giroud. Giroud did absolutely nothing. Uh, in the game wasn't his sort of game I mean if he's on there to cause chaos and hold the ball up he certainly didn't do it Morata came on didn't really do anything didn't have much of a chance didn't, to be honest didn't but no, really he didn't get much didn't service so I'm not sure that we can you know we can really pull that apart uh, and say anything um, interesting you know to talk about the Sturridge goal Sturridge has scored 17 Premier League goals as a substitute only uh, Olivier Giroud with 19 and Jermaine Defoe have scored more super sub 
Tory Andre Flo style. Um, anything more to say about that game? I mean, well, I think at the end of it, when 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 the dust had settled, were you were you if not happy with it? You know, sort of you know, able to shrug your shoulders and say fair enough. Yeah, I, I would have settled for it. I think the thing the thing I said was um, at the end was um, fair result. You know, and that we 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 got a point more than I was expecting, so that that was okay. And I know that sounds a bit pessimistic, but I really wasn't expecting us to um, do anything against them. I saw them play um, was it PSG in the Champions League, and they absolutely ripped PSG apart for the first half an hour. And I thought, you know, against our defence, which is still sort of finding its feet, we we were um, going to be in trouble, and we weren't. We were okay. I thought the int- one of the interesting things about the game, I thought, was that um, in fact as well about the um, the game on Wednesday. In both games, the, the goals seemed to come against the run of the play. Um, the moment you started dominating was was the time when you were at least sort of performing well was, was uh, when you conceded. So when Sturridge conceded, I thought we'd weathered the storm. I thought we'd, we'd got through the worst and we were looking as if we were sort of pushing the back a little bit and then suddenly bang. And the same with the, the, the Azard goal. I thought they had, were beginning to sort of um, take, push us back down the pitch. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, Jorginho, um, Kovacic, Hazard, and we won up. And that, that was great. Pretty much the same thing on Wednesday. I don't know why that should be, but that just seemed to be the case. Mm. I, I suppose two, two hard-pressing sides, isn't it? But um, um, it's, um, it, you know, them at Stamford Bridge, former player, late goal. Yeah, you're going to be gutted about it. Who, who isn't? But, but as you say, before kick-off, I think most people would have taken that draw. Yeah, I agree. Good. All right, let's draw a line under that then. Have a quick chat about the youth. Uh, development squad didn't have a great week, losing both their games against Newport County in the Checker Trade Trophy and Liverpool in the league, respectively. Did you go to either of those games? Uh, I went to the game at Newport. Right. Um, it wasn't great. You know, they um, sort of weren't so bad in the first half, but they fell apart a little bit. Um, it's Joe Edwards has got a bit of a, a tough call here because I think he maybe underestimated it a little bit. Uh, we want to progress in that competition. We almost won it last season, got to the semi-finals. Um, was it Lincoln? That put it us was, Link- and Lincoln deserved to win yeah. in the semi-final on the day. Well, a good but team, aren't they? Good managers for their first ever trip to Wembley. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think uh, we it will all be decided at uh, Home Park, Plymouth, on the thirtieth of October. Are you going to that? Because that, that's a sh- that's a schlep. It is. Yes. <laughs> Am I right in thinking Ampadu was in an, at least one of those? Lineups for the development. Uh, no, he didn't. He, did, uh, he didn't play at. He didn't play at Newport. I'm not sure about the other one. I've got a feeling he played in the um, game against. Was it Liverpool where we mm. didn't do very well? And it struck me that you know if we've got a development team, and I, 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 I may well be completely wrong, but I thought he was in the, in, in the side for Liverpool one. And I, you, you've got to wonder. Well, maybe he's not getting picked because if he if he's in a development team that can't beat the Liverpool development team. Maybe he's not good enough to be in the Chelsea team that's playing the proper Liverpool team. Mm, I don't know. Well, mm. Oh, it's a theory. It's a theory. I don't know. Under-18s fared a bit better with a 5-1 league win over Norwich City at Cobham on Saturday. And the ladies have had a good start to the <coughs> season too. <coughs> the women. Nah, Chelsea women. Chelsea women. Chelsea women. Okay, is that the official... Is that what I've got that to call is, them? Yeah, yes, that's yes, the yes, official yes, yeah. name now. I didn't know that. Wasn't that their first league goals? As well, I think that didn't they hit start off with two two nil nil draws? Yeah, they've not had a great start. So just to, sorry, just to clarify this because you know I'm I'm happy to be corrected. So what, when was this something that's been introduced? Uh, yeah, this summer the uh, the club decided to change the name, uh, and and I think um, I mean the, I don't the disagree rash- with it. The rationale I, I think I agree with this yeah. is that that ladies it's just a little bit outdated. It's a bit 1950s, isn't it? <laughs> um, and so Chelsea women. 
Okay, well, I apologise, and I will be. I, I've been told, and I will call them Chelsea women from here on in. Uh, two good wins this week: a six-nil trouncing of Bosnian side SFK two thousand in the Champions League, who it sees them through to the last sixteen of the competition, and a two-nil uh, comfortable victory over Brighton Hove Albion in the league. Um, so they they carry on well. Um, let's just have a quick chat about uh, the next round of the Carabao Cup because obviously we've been drawn against Derby. Frank Lampard's Derby. <laughs> Frank Lampard's you Derby County. You can't call them Derby County anymore. It's Frank Lampard's. Derby. You know, it's like it's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, it's Frank Lampard's Derby County. That's that, that's and, just the way it is, and it's Halloween. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's a bit like that's disappointing from Jordan Henderson. You know? Oh yes, oh Jordan Henderson. Before we go any further, one of the joys of modern football. I tweeted this, and it got a good response. One of the joys of modern football is watching Jordan Henderson trying manfully to cope with the limitations of his of, of his own ability. It was it's hilarious, just marvellous. Uh, Eden Hazard just tied him up in knots, didn't yeah. he? He just got, he got very very cross, didn't he? he? Did. Jamie Carragher used to do the same thing, but at least Jamie had a little bit of talent as a defender. <laughs> Um, so Derby County at Stamford Bridge in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday the 30th of October that will obviously be a sellout you've got Frank Lampard you've got uh, Jody Morris and I hear today uh, Liam Toomey uh, uh, our good friend on the podcast tweeted out that Mason Mount and uh, and Tomori are not going to be allowed to play do you know any thought more about that Dan? Uh, well that's Liam Steer uh, and I, that that is the word that, that he's had off the record um, it's, our, it's our call isn't it it's the competition call. makes it Chelsea's call yes unlike um, last season when Tamori was playing at Hull he wasn't allowed to play because those were the FA Cup rules um, it is actually up to Chelsea um, and I can see the arguments both sides you know one why has he been sent why have these players been sent up there for experience for big match experience where are they going to get it well why, nowhere bigger than Stamford Bridge really um, the other side is why on earth would we cut our nose off to spite our face um, it's we're know, in it to win it we are in it to win I'd it I'd let them play I really would I, I'd like, I would like to see I don't it. think we should think... be scared of Derby just because you know Mason Mount's playing <laughs> I, mean. I, I think most Chelsea fans would agree I certainly would that you know that you know they're our kids let them play I'd like to see them play I'd like to see them perform I really enjoyed the game uh, you know against Manchester United when I thought they were brilliant mm. you know and you know and poor old Jose and all that but you know they were brilliant um, yeah let them play it would be interesting uh, Liam seems fairly convinced they're not going to be we're not going to let them because we're in it to win it so but it'd be lovely to have Frank back won't it and um you know he's clearly clearly at some point in the future you would hope going to segue nicely into the into the manager's role at the bridge the proper script is that he should come on he should take the adulation and then he should dutifully lose <laughs> yeah. and he will remain our hero forevermore as a result didn't work in man city did it no <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, what, is it true that we're taking John Terry back as um, assistant manager to the youth or something, or is that was that just nonsense? I think there's a lot of speculation going around at the moment because because uh, John hasn't got much on at the moment. Uh, I think John's still looking for a payday. I think he's he's still got a couple more years where he wants to earn a bit of dosh, and there ain't going to be a lot of dosh, you know, being second in command of the youth team. I wouldn't rule it out, but. You know, as wait, part wait of his badges, it, maybe. Wait until it happens. I yeah. think I think when he's doing his badges, he'll yeah. probably come and be involved. You know, it seems to be the the route for a lot of ex footballers these days is to go back to your your old club and. I wonder what turned him against the China move. Do you think? Um, Russia. Russia. The Russia move. Russia. Oh, the Russia move. Well, that's living right. in Russia. Oh, probably. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the Russia move. Yeah. <laughs> Having to live in Moscow, probably. <laughs> to wipe your doorknob before you uh, before you open the door. All right, I see. All right, I see what you mean. Yeah, bit of a news joke. Bit of a current affairs joke I was throwing in there. Let's have a quick chat about what's coming up this week. Then, so a couple of days time on Thursday, we are playing Molvidi FC at the Bridge. The marvelous Magyars. Marvellous Magyars. Not so marvellous Magyars, I don't think. Well, they're Hungarian. They lost 2-0 at home to Barté Borisov in the first uh, game of the Champions League group. Currently third in the Hungarian first division with four league wins out of eight so far.
far this season. The only thing I know about this team is they've changed their name about 17 times. Well, they change history. their name for sponsors, don't they? They do. So, you know, they were they were Videoton, I think, before they were. And when they changed the video, apparently the fans rioted because they liked the name Videoton. <laughs> even even <laughs> though it was a kind of like third rate B- BHS, BHS, uh, VHS kind of Betamax type video yeah. player. I you think, have to watch them. They're, they are lethal because they, they, the, they killed the radio star, didn't they? Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, so, what do we think about that? I mean, on paper, this looks like a walkover, but as we know, there are no such things as walkovers in, in Champions League football. Or, 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 or am I over-egging it? Should we just go I don't back know. to I, I didn't see the, anything of the um, the game against Borisov, so I know nothing about them at all. All, um, all I know is if they are two goals worse than Borisov, <laughs> then pub team is probably where we're at. Yeah. I, I, it has pub team written all over it, but, you know, it depends who we, who we going to put out. Is it, I mean, if, pa, if Pauk Salonika was our tough game in the group um, and he put out a reasonably strong side, do you think he'll take his foot off the gas a little bit and play an Ampadu or play a hudson Adoy or... Well, Pauk were dreadful. They were awful. Um, and talking to their, their their own fans out there, even by their own standards, they were awful. Um, and they're the the second best team in the group. So so I'd imagine he he will relax it quite quite heavily. Uh, the worry against Pauk was, although we dominated, we we scored just the one goal. Yeah, yeah. And um, so if we're going to put anybody into the side, then maybe Hudson Adoy is the man because he you know we know he can score. Maybe Ruben, he, he can score as well. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, okay, well, we'll see what happens on Thursday. Are you going to the game? Uh, I am, yes. Yeah. You're going to the game? Oh, yeah. going to the game. Going, we're all going to the game, that's good. And then um, Southampton uh, in the Premier League on Sunday, 2.15 kick-off uh, on the telly, uh, away at the St Mary Stadium. Southampton currently lying 16th with one win and five points from seven games. Again, this doesn't look like much of a challenge on paper. We've always had a fairly decent record at St Mary's. Last couple of times I've been there in recent years, it's been a fairly straightforward uh, win from us. You know, I don't know. What, what do you think, Dan? Uh, I think the one thing down there is that he has to play Giroud because Giroud has this record against Southampton, which is something like five goals in four games. So, um, number one name on the team sheet, and I think we should win. Yeah, Costa always had a very good record there as well. Yeah. I can't see us losing this one. And when you look at, and we were talking earlier on about the start we've made, and other than the Liverpool game, these are the games you'd want to play if, if you're if you're sort of betting in a new system. I can't imagine um, an easier sort of first eight games. We played really. Arsenal. Exactly. I can't imagine. <laughs> I was. I remember going to the Arsenal. We were going up to the Arsenal game, and I, I said to the um, uh, bloke next to me, um, "If you wanted to play any team from the top six, it would be Arsenal at home, wouldn't it? I mean, let's face it. Yeah. That's that's your choice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, and been, I think, it's been a great yeah. little run of fixtures. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks computer. Computer says yes. Mm. Guys, uh, great. Give me a prediction, if you would, uh, Robert. Firstly, for the for the Molvidi game on Thursday, um, I'm going to say that we will win four 0 and for Southampton? 2-1 Two, win. 2-1, Two, OK. Dan, what do you think for Mulvady in the Europa League? 5-0. 5-0, OK. And Southampton? 3-1. I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go 4-0. Uh, uh, Chelsea, I think we'll score four first-half goals and then take our foot off the gas. And then Southampton, I think we will win that comfortably 2-0. Um, so great well let's hope that all comes true and uh, thanks so much for coming in guys been an absolute pleasure as always we will um, see you all next week next Tuesday probably or uh, Monday uh, where hopefully we'll have another three points and another win in the Champions League on our belt thanks guys this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net the Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrokes Sports Social Podcast Network.